This is your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday the 21st of May. I'm Ellie House. And I'm Laura Cook. Reports that Mariupol's final defenders have evacuated their steel plant stronghold. Things are what they are. As of today, the boys received the signal from the military command that they are at complete liberty, complete liberty to get out and save their lives. And Australia goes to the polls in a tightly contested election. What Australia needs is someone who knows how to manage money, knows how to deal with our national security interests, knows how to be able to move forward and secure that strong economy, because a strong economy means a stronger future. The Times Daily World Briefing. Mariupol, an unassuming port city in southeastern Ukraine, became an icon of Ukrainian resistance to the Russian invasion, which began in February. Now, after a months-long siege, Russia has declared victory in its battle to conquer the city. The last defenders of the Azovstal steel plant, a huge complex which became the final bastion of resistance in Mariupol, have now surrendered, according to Moscow officials. Journalist Antonia Kundi told Times Radio from Kyiv that it's hard to know exactly what has happened until Ukraine gives a formal response. Ukraine haven't yet given a response, so it is hard to know and that is definitely true. Russian state media have played a video of a senior Marine commander uh, declaring that all the Marines have left. But of course, we can't be completely sure that that is true. Um, They've also said that there are kind of over 2000 soldiers that surrendered from the plant in recent days. But the Institute for the Study of War has sort of warned that you know, they might be inflating that figure to gain negotiating power and also possibly just to save face for the fact that there might have only been hundreds or maybe a smaller number of thousands. On Friday, hours before Moscow's statement, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky said that the Azovstal defenders had been told to evacuate. Things are what they are. As of today, the boys received the signal from the military command that they are at complete liberty, complete liberty to get out and save their lives. For weeks, Russian troops had completely encircled the steel plant, blocking humanitarian aid and bombarding the building from the sky. It is unclear where the Azovstal defenders are being evacuated to, but previous buses have been sent to Russian-controlled areas. Antonia Kundi. Some have been taken to kind of penal colonies in the Russian-controlled territory. The Red Cross is kind of desperately trying to rescue everyone as a prisoner of war to ensure that the you know, proper protections around the Geneva Convention are applied to them. But there are also some concerns that Russia might try and put some of the soldiers on trial for war crimes as they're sort of branding them as Nazis, which sort of, you know, plays into Putin's whole rhetoric around this war. Ukrainian officials hope their fighters might be released as part of a prisoner exchange, but this has not been confirmed by Moscow. We head to Australia now, where residents are casting their votes in the national election, which is predicted to be one of the closest races in recent memory. Elections in Australia happen every three years and voting is compulsory. Opinion polls show the opposition Labour Party is narrowly ahead of the ruling Conservative coalition, but a strong showing by climate-focused independents could lead to a hung parliament. 
The Prime Minister Scott Morrison and opposition leader Anthony Albanese have been shaking hands with supporters while taking selfies in their electorates in Sydney as they headed to their polling stations. The Prime Minister says he knows what will secure him a second term. I'm the first Prime Minister in a very long time that's been able to go through a term and face the people on a second time. And I'm seeking that support because I know this country is facing some strong and difficult and challenging times. And what Australia needs is someone who knows how to manage money, knows how to deal with our national security interests, knows how to be able to move forward and secure that strong economy because a strong economy means a stronger future. Opposition leader Anthony Albanese had a few words to say after he cast his vote at a polling booth at Marrickville Town Hall. How are you feeling to get that out of the way, Anthony? Good. <laughs> Bernard Lagan is the Times of London's correspondent in Sydney. Labor haven't been in power in Australia for 13 years. They lost office uh, in 2013 after opening the revolving door and getting rid of successive prime ministers, uh, which, uh, of course, cost them government. Anthony Albanese, if he is elected, will be the first prime minister from public housing, raised in public housing, to uh, to lead Australia. And his opponent, of course, is the prime minister, Scott Morrison, who, against expectations, won the last election in 2019 very narrowly, and he is hoping to pull off another miracle this morning. According to analysis by the Australian National University, almost two-thirds of Australians said reducing the cost of living should be the top priority for the next government, with other top priorities including mending Australia's nursing home system and strengthening the economy. On the way, cases of monkeypox are on the rise and singer Ed Sheeran welcomes a new arrival. The Times Daily World Briefing The world is facing a potential hunger crisis. At a meeting of the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organisation yesterday, its Director-General, Kyu Dong-yu, warned that action must be taken to prevent accelerating food insecurity. Worldwide, prosperity is being reversed. There is less food security less health security, less income, and great inequality. He said his message was clear. Agriculture is one of the keys to lasting peace and security. In 2021, the number of people experiencing acute food insecurity rose to nearly 193 million, up 40 million from 2020, according to the Global Report on Food Crises. The COVID-19 pandemic, climate crisis, spiralling prices and the war in Ukraine have all disrupted agriculture and food supply. United States Secretary of State Antony Blinken has condemned Russia for using food as a weapon in Ukraine. The consequences of these actions have been devastating. The food supply for millions of Ukrainians and millions more around the world has quite literally been held hostage by the Russian military. The warnings came the same day that the UN announced it will cut food rations for refugees and displaced people in parts of the Sahel in half due to a funding shortfall. Jens Leyek is a spokesperson for the UN Organization for the Coordination of Humanitarian Affairs. Up to 18 million people in Africa's Sahel region will face severe food insecurity over the next three months. And that's the highest number since 2000 
2014, according to our projections. The agency's $3.8 billion appeal for the arid African region below the Sahara, stretching across countries like Burkina Faso, Chad, Mali and Niger, is less than 12% funded. From one global warning to another, an emergency meeting has been held by the World Health Organization as over 100 cases of monkeypox have been reported across the globe. The viral infection is common to West and Central Africa, but it's spreading among people with no relevant travel history to where it's endemic. Cases have been reported in at least nine countries, with numbers in the UK more than doubling since Wednesday. The World Health Organization is warning summer festivals could accelerate the spread of the disease, and leading scientists have warned that screening at borders probably wouldn't work, as the incubation period lasts for around 12 days. Professor Callum Semple, who lectures in outbreak medicine at the University of Liverpool, told Times Radio it's easily spotted once symptoms start. Because people that have this disease have quite florid lesions, it does become quite obvious that they've got it. And contact tracing allows people to be vaccinated. The the virus is, though, transmissible, but so far we have not seen the kind of amplification in clusters that we see with, for example, COVID. Scientists say most symptoms are mild, but the disease can be more severe for young children, pregnant women and people who are immunocompromised. The Times Daily World Briefing. Sport. With the latest on Wimbledon's reaction to the war in Ukraine, here's John Jackson. Tennis players will not receive ranking points at Wimbledon following the decision to ban Russian and Belarusian competitors from the tournament after the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Ranking points are used to determine player seeds and whether or not they can gain entry directly into a tournament. The ATP Tour said with great regret and reluctance they see no other option, while the women's WTA Tour said it was a difficult decision. Players from both countries have been allowed to compete on both tours under a neutral flag, but after consultation with the UK government, players including Russian world number two Daniel Medvedev won't be competing at Wimbledon. The tournament is due to be played between the 27th of June and the 10th of July in southwest London. The Times Daily World Briefing Entertainment Singer Ed Sheeran has said that he and wife Cherry Seaborn are over the moon at the birth of their second daughter. Sheeran announced the news on Instagram alongside a photograph of a pair of baby socks. The post said, Want to let you all know we've had another beautiful baby girl. We are both so in love with her. Ed and Cherry were childhood sweethearts, having grown up together in the same town. They welcomed their first daughter, Lyra, last August. And finally, an ultra-rare Mercedes-Benz race car has sold for $143 million, making it the most expensive car ever sold. The car has been sold to a private collector and is just one of two original 300 SLR Uhlenhaus coupés from the Mercedes-Benz classic collection. The sale took place in May during a secretive auction at the Mercedes-Benz Museum in Germany, smashing the previous record for the most expensive car sold at auction, which was $70 million. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Saturday the 21st of May. This podcast from The Times is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.